Yo, how's it going, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of My Two Cents On, where I share my thoughts on things you didn't ask about. And today, I want to talk to you about your managers and how you can actually benefit from managing them. Whenever you think of managing, right, it's always a managing down approach. Managing up is a skill I feel we all need to know because, like it or not, it will either make your work life a living hell or a dream come true. So let's get on it. Roll that intro music. Now, we're so accustomed to being managed by our managers at the workplace, right? But no one really talks about managing your manager. And I found it to be a vital skill that you need for your career progression. You have your own career and it's up to you to manage it at the end of the day. And the reality is that a significant part of what's going to help your career is your boss. Like your boss actually does matter in this case. Your boss has a lot of influence over your career trajectory, a lot of influence over the kind of opportunities that come your way. So it's really important for you to really develop that relationship, right? And it's about what you can do. And the other reason I think it's important now is I think we've gone really far into the employee engagement side, which is a great thing. Uh, you know, I'm all about that. And I think that some of us have lost sort of understanding that we have to bring our best self to work as well. Understandable when working from home, it can be quite challenging, point taken, and we can't really wait or expect you know, for our leaders and our managers and our organizations to do everything for us. In a way, you know, your partner is in that. And so managing up is very important, especially as the demographics of the workplace change to remind people that, hey, it's not all in the organization to do everything for you, right? You have to bring some stuff on the table as well. Okay, so managing up. This does require a paradigm shift for many people. The first thing you want to think about is who is your boss and what are you willing to do to adapt to your boss? And when we talk about managing up, I want to say a lot of people have a misconception about it. Um, they think it's about ass kissing or manipulating or sucking up or anything like that. And it's really not. In fact, if you're doing that, you're actually unmanaging up at all. You're just being manipulative, you know, a kiss ass. What managing up really is, it's about building consciously and deliberately a robust relationship with people who are higher in the food chain than you. And these people that have different perspective, probably different priorities as well. They may have different work styles. So it's about looking at how your boss likes to work, how you like to work. And if there's, you know, something that is assessing that gap, then you taking that adaptive strategies to really work well with your boss might come in handy. And the thing is, right, it's about re being really a good follower. It's, and it's sad because a lot of times you hear people going for, you know, leadership training, leadership courses, lead this, lead that. But what most people don't realize is with all those leaders, who's going to be the follower and do the work, right? Who's following? So it's about really understanding how you can close that gap in power and structure to build that relationship. It's about becoming an empowered follower by being adaptive. I mean, it goes from things as simple as understanding what is important to your boss. So for me, 
I work in supply chain right now and keeping my inventory low yet robust is key. Yeah, it's a key KPI for me. And I know that is super important to my boss as well. And sometimes when you don't have the answer to a superior's or so your supervisor's, you know, questions that they might have, you don't have to have the answer right away. But the least you can do is acknowledge, you know, that the question was asked, acknowledge the email or the communication. So if you know that's important to me, then you need to do that. So it's those little things that, you know, of knowing those preferences and what matters and adapting to them. It could be that, you know, to really big things like what are the priorities that your boss wants to accomplish for this year, right? What are their goals and how are you aligning your work to achieve their goals, not just yours? It's really important that we don't sit around and wait for the boss that we wish we had, right? Instead, we have to deal with the one that we do have. And while bosses should adapt to you, like, you know, a great boss, should definitely adapt to your style of working and vice versa. But if, let's say, like, you know, you're a morning person, they could, you know, maybe bend a little bit and be a morning person as well. The truth is that only 30% of bosses adapt to their employees. So you might be waiting a long time for that. You know, we often say stop waiting for the unicorn and deal with the boss you have. Sit down, have a conversation with him or her, you know, like just go for a cup of coffee, like right? start small, find out what's important to your boss, you know, find out what he or she likes, find out what her pet peeves are. It's really important to find out and take that in and then see what you can do to either honor those priorities or avoid those pet peeves. Because the truth is to be awesome at your job, you have to be awesome at your job. And as you know, also have to be, you know, somebody who's awesome at that relationship between yourself and your boss as well. And what gets in the way, I think, for people managing up is our ego, right? That's the main thing that gets in the way. We get caught up in this trap of like, well, my boss should give me more information or my boss should know what I'm working on at least. Or my boss should be more proactive in reaching out to me, right? Should have, could have, would have. If your boss isn't, then you have to be one that adapts and goes and asks for what you need. Another thing that gets in the way, we feel, oh, it takes so much extra effort to get to know my boss and all that kind of stuff. When we talk about a micromanager, yeah, managing up is going to create extra work on your plate, but it's extra work that's going to be good for you, your boss and the organization. So that gets in the way. And then the last thing that gets in the way, besides our own ego and our own sort of, you know, desire not to have to do it, is perspective. And so what you talked about in the beginning, you know, having the right paradigm shift and the mind frame is we have to start being able to look at things from other people's perspective. And your boss has a different perspective than you. They have different skill sets, probably, you know, definitely different experiences. They sit in a different place in organization. They probably have different pressures to deal with as well compared to you. And so once we get out of just our own narrow perspective, which may or may not be right, and we can actually do a little bit of empathy feeling and looking into right? And a little thing like, huh, I wonder what the world looks like from my boss's angle, like from my boss's point of view, what does the world look like? You know, that really expands our choices in what kind of strategies we can use for our boss in managing them up. Here's just an example. 
So there's a total lack of clarity associated with decision-making roles associated with, let's say, a group collaborative project, right? And you say, hey, boss, this is kind of driving us all nuts. We don't know who's in charge. And you just say, and your boss just says, hey, just collaborate. And it's like, hmm, okay. Anyway, so I don't need to know who got the decision-making authority in what kind of areas, but the boss isn't giving it. This is super sort of like a detailed example, but I'm just saying, right, I think that this does happen in which you want something from the boss. You've asked for something from the boss. The boss gives you sort of an answer you're not really looking for or sufficient. It's super vague. So how do you get what you need then? So there's a couple of things in that example, right? First of all, you have to frame your requests correctly. So you want to go to your boss and what you do not want to say is, right, hey, you need to do this. Because that doesn't fly very well, right? You want to say something along the lines of, hey boss, so we need your help or I need your help if it's for you or the team, right? So make sure you're speaking very clearly about this. So say something like, we're unclear about who is responsible, you know, for buying, say, the apples for the company picnic. And we're also not sure on the budget or if we have the authority to actually go and buy the apples. Can you clarify that for us? And your boss says, you know, just figure it out. I can't be in the weeds of all this stuff with you. All right, that's perfect. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy the apples. I'm going to spend $50 on them and I am putting them on your company credit card. Is that okay? There you go. So when they say that and then you come right back and say, um, you know, here's my plan. Does this work for you? I mean, in some ways, if your boss isn't giving you information because they're kind of like, I'm too big, you know, of a person to get involved in all these small nitty-gritty things go figure it out on your own which by the way is kind of the boss you know a lot of us have and you know you just come back and say you know here's what we're going to do i'm going to be in charge of this or this person is going to be in charge of this so it depends on what kind of boss that you have if it's a kind of boss you you know want to figure it out on your own and then you need to go and figure it out sadly but you know, what you can do is the bare minimum is just tell them what you did. It shows initiative and shows, you know, you're taking charge, right? It's as simple as here's what I need and here's why I need it. So you got to be a boss detective yourself, right? So you got to know who you're dealing with when you have to go and have those kind of conversations. It's a tough one. So my advice on this one is really to just adapt. It's really important to be awesome in your job always, right? Like being the best at what you do, that's fine. But, you know, we live in a world of constant change. And the only thing that comes with that is always being willing to adapt, right? To be able to accept that change, to be able to look around, be strategic and adapt to what it is. And we know from biology and evolution that people who adapt, people who can be flexible, are the people that are going to be around for the long haul. And the second piece of advice I have for you is honestly just take responsibility. And I mean this in two ways. I think people need to take responsibility for gaining the skills that they need to become awesome at their job. Like they need to take responsibility that they're always developing their career, their skills, sets, you know, for driving their career forward. And we all need to take responsibility for our impact in the world and our impact on other people as well it's about understanding separating your intentions from your impact 
and to be someone that impacts everybody else in a positive way which i like to say leaves a positive wake after every encounter with people so that people feel great about you about the encounter itself but mostly so people feel great about themselves so think about that that's it for today's episode you guys i hope you guys enjoyed it and learn a thing or two about managing up and managing your managers give it a shot at your workplace and let me know how it went as always if you found this episode helpful share it with your friends and family don't forget to hit the bell on spotify to get notified when a new episode drops and i'll see you in the next one peace